There's a story inside every smoke shop, with every cigar, and with every person. Come be a part of the cigar lifestyle at Movida. This is Box Press. When people ask, like, to me, which they have a lot recently, is, why are you getting back into the cigar business? Yeah. Um, part of the reason is, is that I did an exercise um, during the pandemic that somebody recommended to me, which was like a timeline of your life, right? So I heard that. Yeah. You, I kind of want to know what the exercise was because it sounds very yeah. impactful. So, yeah, it was something that a buddy of mine said there is a career coach and I had never gone to see a career coach. And I was like, I didn't really get it at first. And he was like, he's helped a lot of prominent people that I respected in Nashville kind of uh, get in touch with what is your sweet spot? Meaning, uh, what have you derived a lot of joy of? What did you love doing? And did other people enjoy it too and derive pleasure from it, as you just expressed? Right. And so it was like literally, he said it's going to take a lot of time but during the pandemic, especially when it flared up, we had time to do it. So it's like literally almost like a bookmark size kind of column for each year of your life since okay. you were born. And for me, I'm like, like we are visual. So I would draw a caricature of like if it was a uh, if it was a, a trip I went on with my parents, you know, when we went to you know Florida yeah. or something, I would draw like a beach or something that I remember about that trip. And that would be on the up column, highlight. If it was something that happened that wasn't great, I would illustrate what that was and put it in the down column, you know, like Got my it. hair falling out, I would put hair on the floor. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. Yeah. But uh, uh, I didn't actually have that as a visual, but I thought it would be funny because you good. have such great it's hair. It's a good and I don't. visual. But, um, but anyway, so as I did that, I noticed, and then you kind of make it a line, like the stock market. This year was up, this year was down, this year was neutral. And I noticed that at the top, it was when I was in the cigar business creating stuff like Brasilia, for example, which... That's that the one do- I have signed. Oh, really? Yeah, that's right, the ashtray. But the whole rationale is, is that, why? Because I went down to the factory, I smoked a cigar that was like, wow, this is amazing with this Arapiraca wrapper from Brazil. And how can I communicate that to people so that they know that, oh, I can make the box look green and da 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 So it was almost like it Why starts green? because that's the color of the Brazilian flag. You know what I mean? So we made the packaging look like the Brazilian flag to convey to people that this blend, the star of the show of this blend is the Brazilian rapper in this case. So we really like doing the... Like, it all started organically, like, from what is the cigar. And then, like, trying to convey that through visual imagery so that the consumer is like, okay, I get it. It's Brazilian. The the North Star is always Brazil. So it's like the Brazilian rapper. Yeah. And now it's on to how do I convey that this is Brazil? It's the image, the logo. That's right. The colors of Brazil. That's right. That's right. The stuff that is the heritage of Brazil. Right. These are the people that live there. This is the... What is it? Nationalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they, yeah. Uh, that they, that's right. That they feel and have part of their identity. In. That's right. So part of it was like what I connected with was the creativity of it, whether it was the blending and the nuance of the blending, like the spices that you experienced, yeah. right? And then, and then also communicating, creating and communicating. How do we create it? 
how do we communicate it to people? That's the marketing part of it. That's the, the whole like the packaging, the marketing. How do you get the customer to pick it up right. and want to try it? Right, right. So after I kind of identified that, I'm like, all right, my sweet spot then was what I was doing in the cigar business. So I need to kind of get back into that. And once I did that, then I was fortunate that I had a friend who went through uh, uh, brand building at Nike and Google. And he led me through the process of... This was your coach? No, this was like a, aside from the coach, but the coach helped me identify what the sweet spot was. Got it. And then he was like, you need you to, go you to, need the to operate guy. there. And once I determined what that was, I was like, okay, I love the cigar business. That's in my passion. So I got to get back into it. Now, my former colleagues at CAO started Crowned Heads. And they said to me, they basically said, if you wanted to get back into the cigar business, we'd love to have you back into the cigar business. And so then I was like, okay, they're encouraging. And then I was like, how do I do this? And then my friend that was the you know the designer at Nike and Google said, I'll take you through the brand process and how you start from nothing and build a brand, which you start from the core. Who are you? What yeah. are your values? What do you believe in? And I knew that my family was at the core of who I was because I'm such a family guy. And we determined, we had four circles that we came up with. And then we want to get how do these four circles bleed into something in the middle? What is that in the middle? That's the sweet spot which was like quality, flavor, ingredients, and good humor. But good humor isn't just you and I laughing or me doing like something that makes you laugh. It also has to do with like, what are our shared values? How can we kind of interact with one another? How can we relate to one another? And a cigar is a, such a great way right. th to bring people together. So I was like, okay. And then we went, then you go into more surface stuff like, what did we do in the past? What did we like? What are we attracted to? What shapes? Right. What what colors, what artist, you know, what, what, and also I said, look, this, this brand and who I am has to do with the fact that my father is an Armenian born and raised in Istanbul, Christian background, and my mother is Turkish. And my mother, you know, is, that's more of a Muslim background. Istanbul, Istanbul is where East meets West. And you have like a bunch of bridges, a bunch of bridges that connect East yeah. and West. And then they met in the U.S., but the U.S., they had a such, you know, my mother was a Fulbright scholar going to Bank Street College of Education. Right across the street from that was Columbia University. And my father was a mechanical engineer. Uh, uh, he was getting his degree at Columbia over there. And they met at the International House. And we found an old black and white photo of them on a boat with a Statue of Liberty in the background. And I was like, you know, and e you know, Whoa. even though they didn't come here on Ellis Island on a boat, you know, they flew in. That's a visual right that, there. That I was like, I grabbed that visual. And I said, we got to use the Statue of Liberty in our new packaging. And then, you know, we had we had the foothills of Tennessee. You know, so when you look at the packaging, you have Mount Ararat and Armenia on, you know, one side. On the other, and the Armenian flag piping around it. The other side, you have the Bosphorus in Turkey. And you have the ribbing of the Turkish flag around it. In the middle, you have the Statue of Liberty shining a light through, which represents hope because when you come to this country you want to make a better life for yourself you know what i mean there's there's like a degree of like i made it i'm here now i you know now i have green fields ahead of me but you have over here mountains because you know as you know nothing is ever easy but it presents opportunity so these are the foothills of tennessee which tennessee has been a great kind of home for us and there's a boat in the middle that represents the journey that at some point in time, someone in our ancestry had to go to go through to get into this country. Mm -hmm. You know, in the case of my mother and father, they did it through working hard, 
for their educational opportunities. And so really the message of the brand is that, like you alluded to earlier, is that we might disagree on things, right? We might have different viewpoints on certain things. Yeah. Or we may agree and we just want to sit down and relax and talk to us about like ideas that we have. But in either right. case, if you sit down with a cigar and you smoke, what happens? My father would always say, you are slowing down your breathing without knowing it. You are inhaling, you are holding, you are exhaling, breath out. Like meditation or like yoga. It's automatically happening to us, except we have the benefit of having the flavor in our mouths, smelling the aroma. But then what happens is you're also getting a little bit of nicotine through the edge of your mouth, which makes us a little bit more alert. So it's an interesting balance between relaxation right. and with also being attentive and a yeah. good, better listener. So what you said earlier, 100%, I think if more people enjoyed cigars in the company of one another, when you're trying to solve problems, we would solve more problems. I 100% agree with right. that. You would have more civil dialogue and more understanding between people, which I think is really important. I got goosebumps while you were talking about the whole logo that's on this cigar box. Just the amount of personal, it's so personal yeah. that I get afraid that it's not relatable. You guys are just like putting out something that people can't, they can't take that in by just visually, they don't have the insight. They're ignorant to act the actual meaning unless you just explained it that way. So on that note, does that ever offend you when they don't understand how personal that badge, that symbol is for you? No, I mean, it just presents an opportunity. It presents an opportunity for the story to be told. Part so of it, when the story's told then, do they, do they get it yeah. and the light bulb goes off? Or it's, has there ever been somebody who was like, yeah, that's a cool story, but I don't really care. I just want to smoke the cigar. That's fine too. You're it's okay so, with that? Because yeah. I would take a huge offense to that no, after no. explaining how personal and how much time and energy I put in to actually creating that logo. And then they said, I don't care about the logo. I don't care about it being on the band. I just want to smoke the stupid cigar. That's fine. If You know, listen, it's for wherever you are, wherever you're at. If somebody wants to smoke the cigar and doesn't care about the story, that's totally fine. We're in a free country. So it's up to like however people want to... Wherever they are, wherever they're at at the current time, we're, we're cool with everything. You know what I mean? But I do think it's an opportunity to like to say the basic message is if these two could get married and live together for 55 years and live and achieve the American dream. Your parents. You know, yeah. Yeah. Then and make a good life where they have a family and, they're, you know, we live and grew up happily in the United States. Then we all can because... Uh, uh, the Armenian and Turks have this very, you know, complicated kind of history. But yet these two individuals came together over like shared values. 
Right. And, you know, shared values specifically for my parents. They really, my father said to me before he died, a few things that struck with me. One of them is like, your education and your reputation are very important. And I want to say that that's, I always hold that. That's a gift that he gave me that I'll always hold with me. And I tell my children all the time, you know, your reputation is really important. Right. You know what I mean? So what you say, that what I say, what I'm saying to you now is I have to, you know what I mean? Is my word is my honor. Right. You know, be be honest, be truthful. It matters. Be ethical. It matters. The have words good morals. you choose to express yourself matter. Yes. Yes. And then the other thing that he said, I remember to my kids right before he passed away, is he said, you know, there will be a lot of people that will give you advice in this world. But advice is easy to give. Yeah. Do it. Doing the it. action. That is more difficult. Way more. An ounce, of a- an ounce of action beats a ton of words. So That's they, deep. So, yeah. So then when we had a celebration of life, my at the time, he was now he's 14. At the time, he was, you know, maybe 10-year-old. I, I, put, I put the kids on the spot and I gave him. I did, I did a celebration of life for my father, which was more humorous because we had a lot of, like, funny times together. But my 10-year-old said, yeah, my, my dad told me, to uh, uh, not listen to anybody and just do stuff. So I'm not going to listen to my dad anymore. I'm like, that's actually not right. <laughs> right. You got it wrong. You got it wrong. You got it wrong. <laughs> You're right. So you, yeah. can't, you can't do that. Yeah, that, that get the microphone <laughs> out of his face. We've got to have a conversation. I, Redo it. I was holding the mic, so I moved on. I was yeah. like, I don't listen to him. <laughs> that's so. great. Hang on one second. Yeah. I told you I was a, uh, I'm a licensed funeral director. I still hold that license. And instead of saying funeral... You said a celebration of life, which can be kind of seen as possibly like a, a PC word or a buzzword in the funeral community because they put it all over signs and they try to, they try to take the sting out of death. Funeral, death, dead, dying. Those words hurt. A celebration of life sounds fun. But what I like about it is that you're not trying to mute the senses. You're not trying to take the sting out of death. And the goodbye, the forever goodbye, you'll never be able to speak to your dad ever, ever again. Yeah, right. But what you said, when, when you said celebration of life, you said how I'm going to continue honoring my father's legacy since he's no longer with me anymore, the number one thing that you have to do is understand who your dad was to you and now be your dad to other people in this world. Your kids, your wife, everybody. You have to carry a piece of your dad. Sure. With you and then express it, the action. Yeah, yeah. The action there is the more important part. You could say, my dad was a very great guy who had a great sense of attention to detail. And then, and I really appreciated that. And then you could go out in the world and never worry about the details and never apply that to your actions. But what I'm seeing is that you do. You applied so much attention to detail to your logo of this new cigar line 
that I can see that your father's legacy is still burning inside of you and being expressed in this world right now, yeah. even though he's not with us. That's right. No, no, 100% right. It's a beautiful thing that you're saying. And you always will carry a piece of, in, my, in this case, my father with me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the values that I learned from him. And, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, we're here at the, the trade show. And uh, I came and, and worked this trade show through its many changes of names. And uh, yeah, at first, RTDA, at first, IPCPR, yeah, yeah, yeah. PCA. So when we first started, uh, uh, when he first started CAO, was a Mearsham Pipe Company. And I would come with him, so would my sister, to help him at the RTDA show. So there was one year that, and all we sold was pipes, Mearsham pipes made right. in, in Istanbul, Turkey. Each one had a fitted case, meaning each case had to be customized. Right. And so and we were- And did your uncle make those? Yeah, my uncle would get those made in Istanbul, even though the pipe was made in uh, um, a different city, in Eskişehir, Turkey. And so- one year we came over here, and uh, and my father would be like, okay, you will lay out the pipes on this table. We just had like, you know, four tables, right, with tablecloths. Flea market style. Yeah. We we're opening the pipes, laying them out. He's like, okay, put the $85 pipes here, the $45. So, you know, he had a rhyme to the reason. And then we're opening pipes out of boxes, placing them. And I open one, and I see it's like this full-on naked lady nude pipe and i was like whoa i've never seen him before like i've never right. seen a pipe like that in my life and i'm like and then the next one same thing next one same i'm like dad what are, what's in it was in a smaller box i'm like dad what are what are these pipes and my dad's like son do not put those on the table leave them those are the erotica selection put them underneath the table and i will tell you the appropriate moment to open them and i'm like okay whatever so i put them underneath the table they're hidden Day one passes, fine, no, you know, no need for those pipes. People come, they, you know, they right. buy that, you know, whatever. They buy the pipes, they put their name on them, I put them in a plastic bag or a garbage Good. bag, whatever. Yeah. Day two passes, nothing. Day three, some of our uh, Japanese customers start walking down the aisle, That and then my father taps me and goes, son, bring out the porno pipes. <laughs> <laughs> they bought all of them. <laughs> they bought all of them? They bought all of them. How I many? mean, they were like, you know, 15, something okay. like that. Of them. You know they what I mean? So they loved them all. They bought them all. They're like, yeah. That, uh, so they, right? So that was kind of like, you know, that's a great memory I, I have of the trade show. It's so great. So what I learned from that is that, like, know your customer and be opportunistic, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, I mean, Absolutely. we were ready for it. It was great. It was, an, it was an awesome Attention memory I had. Attention to detail. Yes. I know that you're working with Luciano to make these cigars. From Ace Prime, Luciano has Synesthesia. Yes. And it's where you kind of see colors when numbers show up. That's and right. And numbers where colors show up. Yeah. And you get overstimulated and can't really focus sometimes. Yeah. That's what a that's what Luciano says for him. Yeah. Did your dad also have Synesthesia? No. So what, didn't. what happened was the last 10 years of my father's life, he had a lot of health issues. My dad, before he started, well, actually, while he started CAO even as a Mearsham company, he was working for DuPont, and he, they had him work on Teflon, unmasked. So I think that later in life, that's where he might have gotten the health issues from. Teflon? Yeah, because Teflon is, you know what I mean? Nah, it's, it's toxic. Very toxic. Yeah. 
So as a result, because I did a genetic test on myself and I was okay. Good. They said for your father it must have been environmental. So sure. I assume it might, I might not be right. Right. But anyway, so You're just a the, hypothesis. Here. The, la the last ten years of his life, though, what brought him a lot of relief was painting, because he connected to the colors of nature. He would paint a lot of like trees or leaves or fields or flowers, and he loved that. So then when we started our contemporary art center, Oz Arts, we did about two years of due diligence visiting other art centers and we're like, we like aspects of this or that. And, and, and put we, it all together yeah. to make the best. We modeled our center after a place called BAM in, in Brooklyn, called, which is started off as a musical, only music, called Brooklyn Academy of Music. And now they present arts of all different types. So, you know, theater, dance, film, multimedia, that kind of stuff. So as we were visiting these places, we visited this one place in Massachusetts called Mass Mocha, where they had this one artist that was literally had an X and Y graph and was connecting like numbers, you know, like the, the X and Y with like threads of different color or paints of different color. And my father's like, well, I am a mathematician. I can do numbers and colors too. And then we found out that some people have this thing called synesthesia, where if I say one to you, you think red or blue or I whatever comes yellow. to you. And so my father painted like 500 pieces of art the last five years, 10 years of his life. And he, a lot of them around this concept of synesthesia. So, but he loved also the number pi because it was infinite, never ending, ah. 3.1412. How so, do you paint an in, a never ending number? You gotta just keep going. So what he did was he assigned a color with a number. So for him, three was yellow, one was red, four was you know, green, right. let's say. And so when Luciano and I were working on the blending of these cigars, he told me, he goes, I have this condition. And then I'm like, he kept saying about this condition. I'm like, Luciano, you seem perfectly fine. What condition do you have? He goes, I have this thing called uh, synesthesia. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. My father painted all these paintings. And we started like, I started showing him on his website, like all the different colors that he did around them. And I said, Luciano, let's make a cigar that tastes like yellow. Can we do that? How do we do that? Let's play around with it. So he got all excited with it, you know? So we started having all these cigars that came in of, with different kind of colors. And at first he was blending it with like a Colorado color wrapper. I'm like, no, 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 it has to look yellow too. So we got to do Connecticut Seed Ecuador as the wrapper. And then in the end, we did a cigar that tastes like yellow. So that is in the pie synesthesia blend. And we used in here, I'm gonna open That that you're looking at here, the Vista, is yeah. an actual replica of a piece of art that my dad did. That was a tobacco leaf that he painted yellow and then he lacquered over it. And so we took that painting and we replicated it for the Vista. So you can feel the veins on the Vista too. And yeah, the you can feel the tobacco indentation. Yes, yes. And that C that you see in the middle, that was the signature that he used at the bottom of all of his paintings. He was good at calligraphy. So that's what he did. So and that the, was his signature. That was his signature. Just the line. Just the C, the C that you see in the middle. You know, you oh, see that's that? a C. That's a C. It looks like a wavy line. That's a C. That's his. C for what? Jono. His first name was Jono. C A N O. Jono. Yeah, yeah. With a J. With a C, but in Armenian, it's pronounced Ch. So it's so Jono. Spell his name. C A N O. C A N O. Jono. We would say Cano. That's right which we lived in Nashville, so everybody would call him Kano. But C-A-O came from his initials, Jano. Jano. Aret Osgener, that's right. And so that's a C, 
right? And then the, the cigar, which we ran out of, but I showed you the picture of it. The band in the middle, it's got all these different colors to it. Those are the colors of pie based on an actual piece of art that he did that's hanging in our conference room at Oz Arts. If you head over to your social media, yes. what's the handle? Oh, it's uh, at Oz Family Cigars on Instagram. At Oz, Oz Family, Family Cigars. Cigars. Yes. On Instagram. Yes. And you're going to see a video yes. of you talking about this. With the art behind you see me. the actual art behind you. Yes. And it's yes. a 3D art. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, it's big. Like, it's like these kind of it takes like, up a whole wall practically. That's right. You could go on and on and on with it because it's like an infinite number, but he made it into a specific shape, which is more of like a hexagon type of shape that's in there. So, Unbelievable. so yeah. Unbelievable. So the idea is this. This year, this is a limited edition of 2,500 boxes of 12 based on yellow. What does yellow for us? What did yellow taste like? That was the objective of the blend. The next year, the number's one because that's the number of pie. Red for Jono. So that the question will be, what does red taste like? What does red look like? So each year coming up, yeah, with the Senastasia limited, yeah. that's right, blend. Yeah, you're gonna take a new color. That's right, and a whole new blend based on what the does color. red taste like. And then the year after the the, the next future year will be based after red. You'll go blue. Or, or, whatever. or whatever whatever and that was in my green, father's mind. And yeah. then you'll go purple. That's right. So every year it's going to be a new blend. Now once you run out of colors, yeah. what are you going to do? I don't. Well, you know what? Listen, it's infinite, right? The colors? Well, pi, if you looked at it, there's a specific kind of like 3.1415. Yeah, I know, one, but you know what I mean? So did every, he run out of colors to apply to pi? Or did he, he keep mixing new colors? No, no. Whatever the color was that he assigned it with and it repeated... It'll be that color again. Right. So if he establishes three as yellow, whenever three, however three appears. So we're appears, going from, we got, we got 10 colors to work with. Pretty so this much. could be a 10-year project. It could be. But and are you going to be in the cigar biz for another 10 years? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so I once you so. run out, what are you going to do? Discontinue the entire project well, and find people, something new? If, if people like it and they want it to continue, then all we do is we're just going to follow however the numbers go in pie. Do you know what I mean? So what if yellow comes back up? You just do yellow again. The same blend? You could do that or you could try a different blend. It depends on like what the consumers want, if they want it. Sweet. You it's know? a never-ending opportunity Yeah. to continue... The Blending and smoking and trying cigars. But it's like you said also, it honors him and his kind of idea. Right. And he lives on even though he's physically not here. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> Back to where we started. <laughs> I yeah. can't close it out any better way. No. Mm -hmm.